What's up, listeners? It's Andrea. Today, we can't decide if it's all uphill or all downhill from here. Jordy stars in Final Destination in space, and we ask the question, why couldn't the Enterprise just catch up to the runaway shuttlecraft? Stick with us. Welcome to the TNG Podcast, the number one place in the Alpha Quadrant to geek out about all things Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm your co-host, Sharice. I'm your co-host, Andrea. Today, we're talking Season 4, Episode 18. 18! Already. Girl's done, I think. I can't. How? I Why? don't know what happened. <laughs> but I think, though, for the rest of season four, I think it's all uphill. Meaning, like, not bad. Like, I think yeah. all the rest of the episodes are downhill? neutral. Yeah, no. Up, uphill makes it harder. I don't Straight? Know. Level ground? It's level ground for the rest of season four. It's a slight decline, which means it's easy to walk, but not strenuous <laughs> on the knees. I don't it's know. It's like a 15 degree decline. <laughs> And this is us in a nutshell. It's season four, episode 18, Identity Crisis. This episode was written by Timothy DeHaas and Brandon Braga and directed by Weinrich Kolb. Commander LaForge and an old friend reunite to find that disturbing events have happened to members of an away team mission that they were on. And they're the only two left unaffected. This is what? Like two bum bum bums? At least. Yeah. This? It's, it's final destination in space. That's exactly it's got everybody it except us too. That's exactly what it was. I thought this was such a fun episode. Okay. So my initial thoughts, and then I want to talk about just that opening scene being a documentary was so uh, everything. I loved it. I loved it so much. So everything. But my initial thoughts was, I am excited to see another Jordy centered episode that doesn't involve a questionable relationship with the hologram. So I was happy about that. Oh my God. Yes. So a couple of things. My initial thought was I remember this episode because of like the ending with the like blue veiny light up Mm -hmm. kind of creatures. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing this and going, I thought this was like a season one or two episode. How did this end up way in season four? I remembered not enjoying this episode at all, but my opinion changed as I watched it where I was like, oh, okay. All right. A couple of things. The writers of this episode, Timothy DeHaas and Brandon Braga, had both said, like, we really love Jordy. We love LeVar Burton as an actor. We love the character. We want to focus on him a little bit more. So this is very Jordy focused. And um, Suzanne Lighton, who's the old friend that, like, comes into play, they were going to make it a romantic entanglement that didn't end well. And they were like, hasn't he suffered enough? Like in the relationship I agree. department. I am so yeah. glad they didn't do that because me too. I've we've already had so many conversations of poor Jordy and his dating disasters. I don't think <sighs> that's fair. I would yeah. rather have him if they were going to do a love story, which I'm glad they didn't. I would rather have it be like a really beautiful love story where they just decide to go their separate ways at the end, but it's not yes. heartbreak. And like, he just is, ter- you know, kind of like, and, and with- it's not him wiping out hard. Like yeah. Jordy just face plants so fucking hard. Yeah. And it's always like sad to watch and uncomfortable, but I'm glad that they didn't go that route where it's like, there wasn't a fucking virus in the air. There wasn't, <laughs> you know, an electricity monster. Deanna wasn't taken over by some sort of energy being, and Jordy wasn't being, you know, face planting left and right in, in like where Romantic women are situations. involved. Yeah. 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 Totally. Okay, let's talk about this home video. Because I was like, oh my God, it's like a 24th century home video. I Mm -hmm. love it. And Jordy's in there in like a red uniform that's very season one or two without the like Mandarin collar. And I was like, huh? I I totally missed that. I totally missed that. I just, no, I was focused on the star date. I was focused on like the camera work. I was focused on 
the sound quality sounded like it was coming through a camera and not through a boom mic. I was just focused on all the, all the kind of Blair Witch project type details where I was like, oh, this is so cool. I don't think they've ever started a show like this. I don't know if they've ever done this again either. I love, love, love how this started. Cause it I already loved, seemed I loved it too. Yeah. And like something's something terrible is going to happen. Yes. I can't believe you did not notice that Jordy was in a red uniform. Nope. And a very season one or two uniform. So I was like, what is going on here? Is this a, in my mind, I was like, is this a, like, is he on the holodeck? Kind of just like, right. Reliving, reliving some old memories or like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And we realized it's actually old video footage from five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So Susanna Lighton is showing Riker Picard and Jordy the sensor log from an investigation that Lighton and LaForge were both part of like a few years ago. Um, they were investigating this disappearance of 49 colonists from the Tarchanan 3 outpost. Which is and a lot of people to just up and freaking disappear. Yes. And the only thing that was Terrifying. left behind were ripped up uniforms. And that's yes. it. So, which leads Terrifying. me to believe they were eaten. Like all of them were eaten, but they couldn't find any evidence. And that, that would be my first thought. A torn up, oh. you know, uniform and the person's gone. They got eaten by something. But- oh my God. See, I didn't even think of that because I knew kind of what happened, like watching this mm-hmm. yesterday. It's like, I kind of know the ending. I haven't seen it for a long time, but I remember they sort of get transformed. Like I saw it as like, they tore themselves out of their clothing or, or grew, you know, they hulked too big right. for their clothing. Right. But yes, as a first time viewer, you're right. That would totally look like you were eaten by something, but there was no evidence of the, of the giant something that ate them. So mm-hmm. it was just 49 people gone and just a bunch of outfits tattered and spread around. That is terrifying. I would not want to be investigating that particular mystery. Yes. Yeah. No, I'd be like, um, today is, uh, I'm going to take a sick day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go lie down <laughs> in my quarters. No, no, don't send Beverly. Don't get near me with a tricorder. It's just, you know what? It's more of like a, I'm kind of in a brain fog. No, you guys can detect that too. Okay. Uh, my eye hurts. Wait, no. Um, you know what? It's just a personal day. Let's just call yep, it. Personal. Yep. So it turns out that the other members of the away team, Breville, Mendez, Hickman, um, Lighten and LaForge were these five mm-hmm. people who were investigating these missing colonists and they didn't find anything. And it was kind of a closed case. It actually, it was a cold case. Like it was never mm-hmm. solved. Yeah. But now Breville, Mendez and Hickman have deserted their posts without any warning, just out of the blue. And a Federation supply ship has spotted Hickman's stolen shuttle and it's heading back to Tarchan and three. So they're the only two Lighten and LaForge are the only two remaining members of the away team that have not disappeared. So it's like final destination in space. Like it's Mm -hmm. coming for you. Whatever it is that affected them is coming for you. And that is so freaking scary. And Jordy's saying like Hickman's a family man. He's got a lot to live for. He wouldn't just up and leave them. And Lighten is like, but he totally did. Like we're looking at him right now, running away. <laughs> so they're like, yes. okay, something's wrong. Let's just catch him. Let's have a conversation. Let's find out what's wrong. Yeah. And so then they go into this high speed chase. And the whole time you're wondering what could possibly be going on? What could be affecting all these people to come back to this planet five years later? And also when is the clock going to start ticking on Jordy and on Susanna? Yes. Yes. It, now we now know it's going to be some kind of countdown. We don't know when or where or how. And we do know that these members of the away team that are starting to disappear were passing like physicals with flying colors. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, uh, we can't detect what's going on. 
Now, the Enterprise does try to intercept Hickman and his stolen shuttlecraft, which is on course for, you know, Tarchanon 3, the same place where all the colonists disappeared. Now, they find the shuttle, and it's going into the atmosphere too fast. Mm-hmm. And, and it this- speeds up because it's running away from the Enterprise. Yes. yes. As they which- say, slow down, slow down. It's yes. Faster and, faster. and it's like your angle of descent, you're going to bounce off the atmosphere and blow up. And that's that's bad news. And this is a part of the episode that kills me. They're like, we're too far away for tractor beams. We're too far out of like transport range. You're the fucking enterprise and it's a snail. Just speed up and catch up with it. It, It'll take you literally one second to get there. And then you can just beam him out. Yeah. It's you're the freaking enterprise and it's a shuttle that can barely go one quarter impulse. Yeah. And you guys are stopped two planets away just being like, oh, too far. Oh, what do we do? Oh, no. I was like, you're the enterprise. I like that. Just go faster. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but I did think when they were saying we can't transport him and he's too far away to tractor. My first thought was tractor him. And they were like, he's too far away to tractor. And I was like, transport him. Oh, we just can't transport him. And then Mm -hmm. he explodes. I was like, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. Well, that's unfortunate, but I didn't think just go a little bit faster. You're going warp two, maybe go warp 2.2 and you'll yeah. be there before he gets to the planet. Yeah. You'll totally warp be there. six for like half a second and you'll be on top of him. It's fine. You can yeah. do that. Yeah. They just kind of stood there and they're like options. And I was like, can somebody be like a uh, speed up? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the intrepid of the enterprise didn't think to go a little bit faster and poor Hickman died. So now Poor they're Hickman. like, uh, what should we do there? As they were scanning the surface and scanning Hickman's ship and whatnot before it exploded, they discovered that there were two Federation shuttles on the planet right next mm-hmm. to the outpost. So they thought, well, the other members of the away team must be down on the planet and that's where Hickman was going. So let's get together an away team and let's go check it out. Yes. And they do go down and Lighten is like, Hey, since like, I knew these people and I was investigating, you know, this disappearance on this colony, like five years ago, I feel like I should go down there. And Riker's like, sure. Now here's the definite, like the, the beautiful signature of Star Trek, where without a lot happening, you get a lot of information, the lighting, the sound, the soundtrack, all of it. Like they're not finding any life signs, but Everyone is getting the feeling that they're being watched. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of looking over the shoulders. There's a lot of like, you know, kind of sounds. And you're like, oh, shit, get out of there. Right. And immediately Lighten wanders off and goes missing. Yep. (laughs) And you see it in her eyes. She's like feeling something or sensing something. And it's like something's calling to her. And every time this happens in a movie where someone's being called away by some creepy supernatural force, um, they never think to say anything because they're so in their world. And I'm always like, just give a little, sh- just give a little holler. Just be like, Hey guys, I'm going to head over in this direction, but that never happens. No you get pulled away by the force as silently as possible. <laughs> no one even knows what direction they went in, how yep. long they've been gone. And it's yep. always so unfortunate. And that was the case here. She just kind of feels pulled. You can tell something's calling her and she yeah. just wanders off. And the, the whole way team kind of collects to compare notes. And Jordy's like, uh, where'd Susanna go? And they're like, who? Oh yeah, she did come down here with us, didn't she? I don't know, I haven't seen her. So then they're like, they do the classic, Susanna, Susanna, where are yeah. you? Yeah, let me let me remind you that the Enterprise <laughs> in orbit was able to detect two shuttlecrafts crashed on the surface of the fucking planet. But they're like, hey, Enterprise, just like locate Susanna Lighton. 
And then just let us know where that, where I the don't even know is. if they needed the enterprise. I'm pretty sure that's what tricorders are for. They could just be like, yeah. doop, 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 there's the other life sign because they said <laughs> they didn't have any other life, any human life signs on the planet Yeah, yeah. or at that outpost, I should say. So they could have just been like, doop, doop, there she is. Yeah. But they didn't. Yes. They, they decided to go with the walk and yell approach, um, which is very <laughs> they're earthly still, of they're them. They're still very, very much in like the 15th century, like, <laughs> hello, like just wandering around. You guys have technology for this, but whatever. Jordy does find her in this weird headspace. And she's like, if you're really quiet, you can feel them. Like you can, they're right there. And she starts freaking out. She goes into this like dissociative state where Jordy's like, hey, hey. And she's like, what? Ah, don't touch me. Oh my God. And she starts freaking out. So Jordy does the right thing, pins her down and is like medical emergency transport now and gets her up in sick bay immediately, which is 100% the right call. Yeah. If he hadn't grabbed her when he did, I'm pretty sure she would have run away. And because they weren't using their technology, they would have never found her again. Yep. And they would have been like, so I guess another one by Jordy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe put like a dog tag on him or something like a, because... like a kitty bell or something. <laughs> yeah. Because like, you'd be like, it's just a matter of time, but thankfully yes. he grabbed her just at the right moment and got her into sick bay. Yes. And when she was in sick bay, when she kind of opened her eyes, she was back in her right mind. She was kind of like, what's going on? Where am I? Yeah, I look that happened? bad. So it sounded like she was, she was a lot better, but also still kind of sickly. And again, mm-hmm. the scans, the scans that she took, you know, hours ago said she was 100% fine. And yes. now all of a sudden her cells are different. Yes. Things are starting to happen. And Lighten is like, I need to get back to work. Doctor, let me know if you find anything like just whatever. And Beverly, by the way, in her most glorious cloud of red hair, I mean, that hair was fresh off the blow dryer and the hot iron because it was like this beautiful confection of red hair framing Gates McFadden's beautiful face. She was like, not so fast. I need to be sure of what happened down there. Uh, We need to run some scans. And Leighton wants to get back to the surface, but she's like, I understand. Like if everybody, you know, I'm thinking if everybody else stole shuttlecrafts, maybe we should just keep an eye on her, you know, post mm-hmm. a guard outside of sick bay. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. I agree. Okay. Now here's something that also makes me a little angry. More, actually, I would say more angry than the enterprise, not speeding up to just catch up with the shuttlecraft, which they easily could have done. Leighton starts freaking out. Her hands start shaking in the hallway. She and Jordy are off to like engineering to solve this problem. And so her hands start shaking. She's like, oh my God, what's happening to me? And Jordy's like, I'm here. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. And I feel like the line he should have said was, I'm here. And sickbay is literally right there. So maybe let's go back. <laughs> we just, I could still see the door to sickbay. It's right there. Let's just go get this checked out. He's like, hey, hey, nothing a nice hug couldn't fix. And let's get down to engineering and solve this problem. I'm like, buddy, you guys got all the red flags. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Okay. People are missing. People have disappeared and are gone. AWOL people are dying. You guys are the only ones left. Now Suzanne is starting to get affected and you're like, mm-hmm. Hey, 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 look at my eyes. Look at, are you listening? Find my eyes, find my eyes. It's going to be okay. Let's walk further away from sick bay and keep yeah. working on this problem. It's like, no. And I think Why? part of it was they didn't know what all the symptoms were going to be, but they knew something was going down and they knew it was probably going to get worse. And that's why Beverly wanted her to stay in sick bay in the first place. But she was very determined to do something to, to be a part of it, which, which is a standard response for any and everyone in Starfleet. They're always like, I don't care if I'm missing an arm. I need to get back to work. 
I don't care if I have, I'm having a heart attack. I need to finish that scan. And it's just 1,011 other people on the show. Somebody can do this. Yeah. How good are you going to be on those panels without an arm anyway? I never understand that. I never understand that whenever they're like, but work, but my work, it's like, it's not worth your life. Like you can't really Mm -mm. keep working after you're dead. So just maybe recover a little bit. I don't know, but I can totally understand not wanting to be stuck in sick bay. However, we have already established that you can do anything at those, at any panel at you any could time. run the whole ship from a side panel right off the holodeck, like 100% inside the holodeck. You can run yeah. the whole ship. So I feel like if you really have to do some work, you could absolutely do it in sick bay. You could absolutely do it. Like there's no reason for you to go to engineering to do your work. You could do yeah. it from anywhere yep. while Beverly is still monitoring you. Yes. So whatever they maybe ask security to like go to your quarters and grab like a pad for you to work on and like you know prop yourself up. I could see not wanting to be in a hospital because hospitals are horrible places, but that sick bay is like lush AF. It yeah. is so comfy in there. It's I was wonderful. Like, it's a lovely safe space and it's got red and blue liquid jars and it's pretty and and Beverly has like excellent bedside manner. Like why are you tripping? Just do your job from yep. sick bay. Prop yourself up, grab a pad, mm-hmm. keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason to leave. <laughs> But whatever, she she leaves and she's just losing her mind. She's yeah. she's down in engineering. Um, they're going through scans from their their video footage and stuff. And she's just like, this isn't working. We have to get to the planet. And Jordy's like, what you this was your idea. Let's finish this idea and keep scanning for information before mm-hmm. we do anything. And also, by the way, you're not going to the planet. That's not happening. So let's just get that, that is straight. no longer a thing that we're doing. You're not, not going at, down there. Not at all an option. So she just like loses it. She tries to run away screaming and you just see like her hair is all over the place. Her eyes are all crazy. And you're like, oh my gosh. And she turns to face Jordy and then just collapses. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Oh my God. Yes. Literally one second after she collapses, her fingers have all merged together into some big clumpy hand thing. She's got the traveler hands. She's got the The traveler's hands. hands. And in like one second, her body has transformed. And Jordy's like, rut-row. So, so now he takes her to sick medical bay. emergency to engineer. Yeah. Medical <laughs> yeah. emergency, the sequence, the sequence, the sequel. So they take her back to yeah, sick like bay. the back of her neck has like those blue veins, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're like something because before it was like we don't know what's going on with them, but it's got to be some kind of Jordy had hypothesized it was a post-hypnotic suggestion. It was something in their minds mm-hmm. compelling them to go back. But now we're seeing it's so much more. There's something actually yeah. physically changing them yes also compelling them which is a whole nother level of scary yes and now the other thing we know is jordy is the last one left so he's definitely definitely next and he's like look it's time for me to get to work fast i need to figure this out which turns out um as we find at the end nothing that he did really solved the problem it was really dr crusher who's like hey guess what I have kind of figured out why this is happening and we can, we can fix you. Like the stuff going on on the planet is really secondary, but he starts running all these tests and nothing is coming up. Now, meanwhile, Lighten is transforming and fast, fast. Mm-hmm. So Beverly is like, she's doing this transformation. I'm going to give her like extra T cells, which are killer T cells that knock out um, infection. So she's like, I'm going to give her a dump of T cells that will help kind of fight off whatever this is, but nothing that Beverly's doing is working. Now, Nurse Ogawa is back for a second. Mm-hmm. I was like, yay, Alyssa's yeah. back. 
And she shows us that light and skin is now able to like mimic light in some way. Mm -hmm. So she's like, what the hell is going on? And by the way, she looked very cool, like creepy and gross. Yeah. Also amazing. Like, I love how the, the big giant blue veins they put on her follow the path of actual veins. Yes. And I think that was just a beautiful touch because it didn't look like they just stuck a bunch of stuff onto her arms. It looked like they followed the actual path, like from Mm -hmm. the heart, down the arm, around the lymph nodes. Beautiful. Yes. The way that veins on a human body would go. Actually, I found a really great behind the scenes photo of LeVar Burton, who's sitting in the makeup chair and he's shirtless and they're applying all the veins on him. So Mm -hmm. he's got like a quarter of his makeup on. Um, It's up on our Instagram now at the TNG podcast. You can check it out. It looks really cool. He's got the facial prosthetic and these veins on and they're not glowing blue yet. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, but it was a really, really cool find. I found it like way deep down in the archives and I was like, Ooh, this is neat. I thought you guys might enjoy that. Yay. Thanks Andrea. Yeah. Yeah, You're welcome. I I loved the makeup on her. I love the yellow snake eyes that were glowing. This Mm -hmm. makeup was just very cool. It wasn't super alien. It was just like very, you know, it's kind of snake eyes and big veins, but the, the effect that it had, it was so well done. I really, yes. really liked it. And it was, you know, kind of made my skin crawl and added to the creep factor of the episode, but man, yes. beautiful work, beautiful work. Yeah. Very, very beautiful. Now, actually, this is a great time to kind of talk about this. So the makeup team was trying to figure out how to do this look for these aliens, because as we realized, Dr. Crusher actually discovers very quickly that it's a parasite that's changing her DNA to match its own. So it's not a typical parasite because parasites always feed on the host. It's not mm-hmm. feeding off of her. It's just changing her into exactly what itself. it needs, mm-hmm. exactly what it needs. Right. So Beverly's like, we need to get that thing out of her now. Right. So she's, she kind of solves this now. They were like, how do we make these aliens kind of look the way we want them to? And there were some ideas bandied about, but um, some old footage that they had, like it was old test footage um, that they had shot a couple of seasons or episodes before using like UV light and this like UV reflective paint. Um, So they looked at this old footage and the director was like, no, I don't like it. And he wrote it off really quickly. And the makeup team was like, just watch like the full minute of this like experimental footage that we have. And when he finally sat down and really looked at it, he was like, actually let's go for that. So it was UV reflective, like paint. And they literally use like UV light to shine. And they, they used um, UV reflective contacts as well. Oh. So it was all practical effects. Nothing about this was really done in like post wow. or very, very, very little of it. So that's actually what LeVar Burton and the actress who plays Suzanne Lighton actually look like on C- on set. Wow. Which that was so cool. Can you imagine being cool. on set and seeing that? It's like, you know, and really smart so too. Post-production. Yeah. Really smart too. Because then when they turn in any angle as they're acting, you still get the same really cool effect. Whereas if mm-hmm. it was in post, you'd have to be like, Oh, they're turning a little to the right, a little to, or they'd have to be super still. So that way yeah, all the, right. all the images could match, but this, that was a really smart move. And it was just super beautiful work, super beautiful work. So I was a fan yes. of the, the makeup on this one. So while at, at some point, which we kind of skipped over this part, but I want to mention it because I thought it was really sweet. At some point we see data furiously crunching numbers or doing whatever yeah. it is that data does. And Beverly's like, Hey, you're worried about Jordy, aren't you? And he's like, doctor, I'm an Android. I cannot experience worry or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, it's just, there's a mystery. There's something affecting Starfleet officers and it could be a danger to the ship and all of these excuses. And Beverly just kind of gives him this look like, really data really and then he's <laughs> yeah. like 
but I will admit that I'm very strongly motivated to solve this mystery. Yeah. And I just my best friend is in danger. Yeah. And data was no help on this episode at all, but I just love that scene that he was trying, (laughs) you know, he was trying to say Jordy was so sweet. It was so, so sweet. Um, now Jordy starts like going through this footage again and again and again, the like home video footage. And he's like, there's some weird shadow in the video that doesn't belong to anyone. So he's like, let me go to the holodeck and, and simulate the whole thing. And as he goes to the holodeck and is about to hit like, you know, ready player one on the, on the, like (laughs) on the panel, he gets the handshakes Mm -hmm. and being that Jordy clearly grew up in the American healthcare system. He's like, Oh, I've got a troublesome health thing. I'm just going to sit on it for a while because Mm -hmm. I can't afford to pay for a doctor to like treat this. So I know exactly what's happening (laughs) to me. And I guess it's time to just do nothing about it and keep going. Just keep doing my job, which I was like, God damn it. So he runs the program in the holodeck and he's kind of playing with all the shadows and he determines that the source of the shadow is actually like a person or being of some sort who was standing right there and nobody could see them and nobody could see them. Yes. Which this was person insane. was standing right there in the middle of all of them and nobody could see them and they didn't show up on the camera, but their shadow did, which is so freaking creepy. This Again, so I'd be cool like, and so creepy. Oh, so ghosts are real. Like that. Would be my yep. <laughs> like, oh, that, huh. like I wouldn't have thought of any scientific explanation if someone was standing right there yeah, and no one saw them and the camera didn't even see them, but they cast a shadow that yep. is nuts. That's totally yeah, nuts. That was it's terrifying. Very, and it's very cool. And this whole recreation was very Sherlock Holmes. I love yes, the scene. It was very cool. I thought of that as well. And I did think that the model that the holodeck came up with to simulate like what that body shape looked like mm-hmm. was kind of this like gray mm-hmm. sort of slightly amorphous blob, but clearly had like a well-determined like cranial section right. of its mm-hmm. own. Like it had, it's like it had a head and like some sort of amorphous kind of body. I was like, oh my God. And the fact that it was gray and just this like frozen mock-up, I was like, I know this is just a holodeck, but it's time to cancel program, delete file and run the fuck away. Cause that is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. This is computer really delete, computer delete. <laughs> also computer, uh, burn this holodeck and just create a new one later. I don't want anything. Uh, it was so heebie-jeebies. It was yes. crazy. So Jordy sees the ghost. <laughs> and he then does. before he can be like, bridge there's some creepy other creature here that we before any of that he collapses and his hands instantly turn into traveler's hands and And that is what you get for not calling the doctor okay (laughs) just call the doctor when you have a medical need you know it's gonna get worse jordy this one's on you man yeah this is on you he didn't even need to go to sick bay either he could (sighs) have just been like doop doop Hey, Beverly, I'm starting to have the shakes. I'm feeling a little weird. Just monitor my progress, but I'm in the holodeck. And he could have kept working and she could have been yep. like, hey, Jordy. Hello. Hello. Computer, computer, monitor, vi- like vitals. Vital signs. That's yes, it. Mo- exactly. Yeah. Which was Jordy's suggestion when earlier they said, hey, Jordy, you should stay in the sick bay because look at what happened to, um, to Lighten. And he was like, just, just monitor, just have the computer monitor where I am and it won't be a big deal. And I thought to myself the same thing you did. I was like, since we are always losing shuttles to, you know, just <laughs> yep. shenanigans, let's yeah. go ahead and lock him out of shuttle control. Let's just mm-hmm. be like mm-hmm. deactivate Jordy's. Let's just pop a low jack on that shuttlecraft. And like, so yeah, nobody just, can take it. Just, just set a code where Jordy alone is not able to activate it. Like, there we go. And the same thing with the transporters, like lock out Jordy alpha code zero, zero three or whatever. Done. And he just can't do it. But, um, instead he just said, I'll give you my pinky promise that I won't do anything. And have the computer monitor my vitals. And they're like, okay. 
it sounds like it would work for Might us. work for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it didn't work any other time this happened with the five other people, but it might work for us. Yeah, and I was like, God damn it. So now I call him Invisajordy. <laughs> is now now so they go searching for Jordy on the on the holodeck and they're like uh there's a super creepy like gray ghost image kind of thing here so this is fucking terrifying and also um, with nurse agawa's help beverly has discovered that these creatures can deflect scans or whatever they can just mimic everything around them so you yeah. can't scan their vital signs which is why they couldn't detect any beings on the planet and why yeah. now that Jordy's disappeared, they're not going to be able to find him either. Yes. So now Invisit Jordy is able to get out of the holodeck. And as they're running around the holodeck searching for him, Worf is like, look, a mangled uniform. And we're like, oh, shit. Right. Mm. So he body checks the shit out of some poor, unfortunate dude working the transporter that shift <laughs> and takes off to the planet. Who very bravely tries to shoot him, even though he's invisible. <laughs> Which is amazing because had the doors opened while I was in there, I'd be like, oh, that's weird. I would just think it's a malfunction of the doors. Yeah. I would not think that someone's standing there and is about to body check me. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. hey, do do maintenance. These doors are like open and closing. And <laughs> like I wouldn't have been like, oh somebody no, just stay give, right there. Somebody pew, pew. just give Sharice, somebody just give Sharice a com badge already because you would get so much shit done. Right? You would never even need to leave your bed. <laughs> You'd be no like, need. I'm flying a spaceship. There's no need. I'm doing all this stuff. Like it's really a work from home situation. <laughs> I'm putting on a Starfleet top, but keeping my pajama bottom so I can still zoom. But like otherwise, like all systems normal. Everything is great. Everything's good. Everything's yeah. good. All is well. So yes. yeah, poor, poor transporter dude. Um, who bravely yeah. tried to fight and just, it didn't work out, which is fair. Fought an invisible guy and lost it's extremely su- quickly. Super hard to fight someone invisible. That's got fair. clotheslined fast and then got taken out. And Jordy immediately, Invisa Jordy is able to like activate the transport. You know, they had kind of a lockout, but he overrode it. Yes, so it looks because like they he did is have the a- chief engineer. So that is yeah. actually, now that I think about that, fair. But that's why I think they should lock know. him out specifically. But yeah, he knows everything yeah. about the ship. So that yes. probably wasn't going to work long term. <laughs> what was cool was like, as he was being transported, we, we were able to see some of his makeup and we were like, oh my God, like it is, he is totally transformed in like a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and they told and- him that too. He was like, how much, how much time do I have before I transform? And they looked at everybody else and they were like, it could be an hour. could be a month. We have no idea. And because, it, for yes, him, it was like the seconds and you just don't Bravel know. And Mendez, it was like, for one of them, it was like over the course of a couple of days, they were ill or mm-hmm. weeks. And then the other one was like, he passed a physical, like five minutes before he stole mm-hmm. a shuttlecraft. So like, we really don't know. And then for um, Lighten, it was like a few hours. She yes, started feeling yeah. symptoms and then boom, she was transferred. And then that so. was it. Yeah. Now data does figure out a way he is helpful in a way he's able to like adjust the light beams um, from some of the beacons to focus UV light to find Jordy. And I was like, Ooh, I want one of those flashlights. He kind of comes in. He's like, I'm ready. Click, click. And I was like, Ooh, I want that piece of technology. And they beam down to the surface and data is able to beam his UV light everywhere that light and tells them to, cause they're like, we need to create a perimeter. Yeah. That's and about point, 10 kilometers. She's, she's all you know. better now. Like she's still a little shaky, but she, she's and still she can a little still veiny. Sense- she can still sense the the alien creatures. Yes. But she's walking. She's talking. Her hair is done. Like, she's on the mend, for sure. She's got some veins left on her neck and the side of her face, but otherwise she's good. Yeah. Um, and Thanks, so she's... Beverly. Yeah, <laughs> she is able to say, this is not a parasite. This is how they reproduce, and they make more of themselves. This is what they do. Um, so it's not, first of all, gross. And, and second still of all, a parasite. 
gonna yeah, say that. And second of all, how dare you? I don't want to be transformed into <laughs> like you didn't even ask. This is non-consensual transformation, and I'm not here for it. Um, but she is able to kind of go down and sense. She's like, no, no, they're still all right here. Why they're all hanging out right there where there's no obvious food sources beyond me. But I was like, I don't know. Well, like they said, they said they just run on instinct. So who knows what they even eat? I mean, the whole or the whole 49 do, yeah. people from the freaking outpost could still be lurking around like they're, they're all just... just lurking around yeah these very unintelligent no sentience just instinctual they're like insects and lighten is like wait jordy i don't know how she's able to tell him from the other ones because i was like y'all yeah. look kind of the same to me they all but look she's like jordy you know she kind of talks to him and she's like it's me your friend remember that time that we like hung mm-hmm. out and had <laughs> drinks in 10 and it was awesome and like dig deep and find that memory or whatever and so he takes her hand in like the slowest most like dramatic deliberate way mm-hmm. and then hugs her and they're like beep boop okay enterprise uh lock on to lighten signal and like transport now so they get him up and before you know it jordy's back Ta-da! however it's too late for Breville, Mendez, Hick, like Hickman died in the yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. But, but like, had he not, it's it would have been too for, late for him too. It's too late for all of them. And that's really, really sad because you this found them. Parasite, they're right there. They're right there and you can't do anything for them. And yeah. like, they're lost to you. And it's truly sad because you're like, but their bodies are still right there, but they're not them anymore. It was really sad. And I think it's really sad for their families too. I mean, it gives them closure to know this is what happened to my loved one. They're living their lives out on this planet as some parasitic alien offspring creature i think that's worse than like hickman who died right where you're like oh no he died because they didn't die but they were transformed to the point where the person you knew absolutely died but there's some creature with your with your loved one's body still hanging out and that is just it's that just messes with your mind on a whole new level it really is it really is invasion of the body snatchers Mm -hmm. and it's really that's really hard it would be easier to process in a linear fashion for Hickman's family to be like, he got this illness and died, but to be like, they got this illness and, and like abandoned our family. And now they're living somewhere far away, but they're not, we're not able to reach them in the way. Right. It's but really we'll never happen back again. All right. So that's where the episode wraps. What are your final thoughts on this one? Um, I really like this episode. I love the idea of an organism transforming its host. That is super interesting. Mm-hmm. of a parasite transforming the host to match the parasite completely from top to bottom. Yes. And that that's their form of reproduction is so fascinating. I think that's another super cool twist on what aliens can do that humans can't do. Yeah. And I loved getting a little bit of backstory on Jordy as a person without him being a weirdo. That was really cool. I love that in their, <laughs> in their 10 forward conversation at the beginning, how, um, light light was saying, Hey, I used to give you all this advice on girls. I remember that, like, you're my little brother kind of a thing. And he was mm-hmm. just like, oh, no, I just I love the bachelor life too much. That's why I'm single, which is false. But I just love the little like, <laughs> like, oh, he has friends that are not yeah. Data or Worf. And like he yes. had a, he had a past. Wesley. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I just I, I really like this episode. What about you? Um, I thought the episode was OK. It's a lot better than I remember it being. Um, I did think it was a pretty slow episode. I felt like a lot of the scenes kind of went on for longer than they needed to. Like this episode could have been like a, like a quick 30 instead of like a kind of more drawn out 45 or 50 minutes, but overall it was okay. I would give it like a B, Um, but it was cool. I mean, I would watch it again, Um, but yeah, I mean, it was fine. I think it was fine. It definitely wasn't as bad as I remembered. I was like, okay, cool. So that's a win. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a win for me. Um, But on that note, next week is like 
one that I love. We are diving into season four, episode 19, The Nth Degree. I cannot wait to jump into that with you, Sharice. Yeah, that's going to be super fun. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thanks for geeking out with us. Be sure to join the crew at thetngpodcast.com to be the first to know when we do our live shows or host events exclusively for our members. We'll see you next time.